Welcome to another exciting episode of The Start Down. Can't thank you enough for tuning in. And this is a special episode. Uh, if you follow us on social media, you saw my post last Tuesday. We did not post an episode. We actually did a throwback uh, to when we had one of my buddies from The Soprano, Joe Ganistoli, on, um, who played Vito Spadafore on The Sopranos, because that was such an exciting episode to me, Italian Heritage Month. Um, really wanted to pay a little homage to him and thank him for being on the show. Uh, but today, today is a special episode. Today, we're going to talk about something really, really exciting. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to sharing with you uh, something that's happened. And there's been a big milestone. Once again, if you follow me on social media, you know it's been almost a month to the day that this podcast is coming out. Um, if you don't know what it is, have you been living under under a brick or, or, or something? Do you know, How do you not know what's going on? How do you not... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, the exciting news is I wrote a book. I wrote a book like Socks on the Rooster. Uh, it's been almost two years in the making um, or really a, kind of a lifetime in the making. I'm so excited. Uh, the the response from friends and family and strangers um, and connections on social media has, has just been great. I appreciate everybody who purchased the book. Um, I want to thank you. Uh, I appreciate everyone who's, who's given feedback on the book or, or commented um, on Amazon uh, or online or on my Facebook post. Just thank you to everybody who, who's taking the time. I'm humbled. To be honest with you, if I didn't sell one copy, I'd be okay with it because that's not why I wrote it. I wrote it because I wanted my story to be out there um, and, and I think it's important. We're going to dig into that a little bit today about why I wrote it um, and the process of, of what I went through to write the book, you know, from uh, deciding to write it to, you know, people ask, well, how did you know what to write? How did you structure it? You know, did you write everything? Um, so I'm going to talk about that whole process today. We're going to dig into it because it's episode 150. It's a milestone episode. I figured we talk about a milestone stone that happened so um and and really thanks to everyone who's been a guest on you know, i know like i said we did a shout out to to joe from the sopranos um but really want to thank everybody who's been on in the guests i I'm, I'm just always amazed at the community um of entrepreneurship and the community on social media you know um the day i'm recording this is the day after facebook went down and you know, everybody freaked out. And I know everybody posted different opinions online, which I think is crazy. Like, this is why you shouldn't depend on social media, uh, which I'm like, it was only down for a day. That's like saying, well, you shouldn't use a computer because your power went out for an hour. Um, a little bit extreme, but I think social media is still a great place to network, great place to meet people. I've met so many amazing people, had so many amazing people on this podcast, and just want to thank everyone who's been a guest and who's been on the show. But uh, today I want to talk about the book and, and you know, uh, first, let's talk about why did I want to write a book? You know, why write a book? Why put it out there? Why spend the time and, and money? It was a, f a financial and time investment that I had to put into it. Um, and the reason is really this, you know, I was never a good student in school. And, and if you listen to my podcast regularly, you know, I've said that before. Uh, and and to be honest, with you, I haven't read many books. Um, I, I've read a few, you know, I've read some business books. I read some books in school that I had to read, but really didn't read them, read the cliff notes. Um, but most books, I, I tend to like to listen to audiobooks. So I fall into that Gary V category. If you follow him, he said he's he's written more books than he's read. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm a little more than I've written <laughs> to read. I haven't caught up with that, but I listen to a lot of books. I'm a big audio guy. This is why I love doing a podcast. Um, it's why I'm so committed to my podcast. But, but the book to me, um, there's just something about it, right? There's something about having your name on it. And, and more importantly, uh, telling your story in book form. I think there's a certain amount of credibility that comes along with it. Um, I'm going to talk about someone who's going to hate that I say this. I think it's better than a business card. Um, it, it, it is kind of like a business card today because it's much different to, you know, talk to somebody and say, hey, you know, let me send you my book. I mean, if I have a guest 
guest on my show. Now I can send them the book as a thank you. Uh, it, it's an opportunity to speak. You know, there, it just opens up a lot of doors. And like I said, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do with it, but it's forever now, right? It's written, it's done, it's got an ISBN number, which I used to be a librarian, if you didn't know. So that's the other cool thing about me writing a book. Um, it, it, it's just really neat to hold it in my hands. I'm, I'm still, it's been out for a while now, and I'm still a little geeked out about it. But the idea of, of writing the book was that it, it's just something I wanted to do. I didn't, I don't have a plan. I'm not trying to, to, to do something with it or mark. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Will I do something with it? Yes. Will it be a stepping stone to getting on stages? Maybe. Will it be a stepping stone to creating an online course? Maybe. Will it be a stepping stone to getting more clients? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but I knew I wanted to do it. And the the first question I get from a lot of people is the title, like Socks on a Rooster. Why did I go with that title and what does that title mean? Um, and funny story, and there's a lot of homages to my father in here because he's been just a big influence on me in, in my personal and professional life. And the reason why it's called like Socks on a Rooster, when I was a kid, uh, you know, my dad, we used to, you know, have to move furniture around the house or we did work outside the house or, or different things that he, that he used to make us do. But no matter what we did, whenever we finished a project or whenever we did something, you know, a, a task around the house, he had us working on it, he'd step back, he'd look at it and it was perfect and it, and it went the way he thought he'd say, man, like Socks on a Rooster. It meant that we we got it right. It meant that we did it right. It meant that, that it happened. Um, and, and it was just my dad saying for when something went really well or, or that we we did good in something and you know obviously as a kid you know i thought nothing of that and and anything my dad said was basically golden and more importantly anything my dad said was his original idea and as i got older and started to use that saying more and more especially uh as i got to college and really then uh when i started working when i started teaching my first years of teaching i would say that sometimes in class and people would look at me like what does that mean and i explain and they go oh i mean and i'm like you mean you never heard that before i thought it was something that just everybody knew like my father said it everybody must know what that means and they really didn't. There was really not a a, a knowledge of it. Um, and as I started to say it, um, some people understood it. And when I explained it, they got it. And some people were, you know, thought I was crazy. And I wrote it because, uh, and, and sort of the subtitle of the book is A Guide to Busting the Entrepreneurial Cliches That Are Holding You Back. And the reason why I kind of use those two titles is, is somewhat ironic because most people don't know what like socks on a rooster means. But so many people today use entrepreneurial cliches and really don't know what they mean. And they get on social media or they get on a podcast and they chant these things, you know, your network is your net worth or uh, a job stands for just over broke. And they, they chant these things and they chant these entrepreneurial cliches, much like I use like socks on a rooster, but they're either A, out of context, or B, they don't understand the meaning behind them and how to apply them to be successful. So I wanted to write a book that taught people how to take the entrepreneurial cliches they hear, or or sometimes I think entrepreneurial, you know, you know, entrepreneurship, uh, pardon me, has been a little bit glamorized, you know, over the last decade or two, and and that some people think it's easy, um, but those of us who have gone through it really know how difficult it is. And there's various stages of it, but I think to be successful or to be wealthy or to make millions of dollars or to make multi-million dollars or to make a billion dollars in an entrepreneur is not easy. And I think it goes beyond just. Uh, surrounding yourself with wealthy people. It goes beyond just grinding it out. It goes beyond just, um, you know, you know the different things that, that, that we're told to do that are going to allow us to be successful. We need to go beyond that, right? We need to go beyond those, those cliches and we need to go deeper. So that's what the book kind of focuses on. Obviously, it's a little bit of storytelling as well. Um, so I told a little bit about my entrepreneurial journey and the lessons learned, hoping that you know, maybe someone out there could learn from them. Because as I went through my journey, there wasn't stories that I was told. 
And I felt I wanted to tell the stories that taught me lessons and, and the stories that I wish I would have been told that could have helped me from making mistakes so that somebody could go beyond where I'm at. Maybe it's you know someone I don't know. Maybe it's one of my kids. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a family member. I don't know. But I just kind of felt a, a call to write the book. And you know, if you're sitting here and thinking, well, Mike, you said you don't read many books. You mostly listen to audio books. Um, and if you follow me on social media, you know my spelling and grammar is for shit. Um, <laughs> so you're like, how the hell did you write a book? Um, well, I did get a ghostwriter. Um, I actually met a gentleman. Uh, his name was Eli Gonzalez through social media. He's uh, known as the godfather of ghostwriting. And, um, you know, we actually kind of partnered and I helped him a little bit with his business and did some consulting. Um, and he helped ghostwrite my book. And it was really a great process. Um, you know, we got on the phone. He would he would ask me questions. Well, first we outlined the book. So really the first step was, okay, I knew what I wanted the title to be from the get, right? Like that was not something I questioned. That's not something I was unsure of. I knew right from, from the start what I wanted the title to be. Um, and I really knew the foundation of what I wanted to be, that idea of busting the entrepreneurial cliches, giving people a road map for what they needed the second thing i needed to kind of do was kind of outline the book i didn't know you know what did the chapters look like things like that so eli and i sat down and we kind of outlined it and we did a rough outline and said okay i think this is going to be the structure and then we just started every week we would get on the phone and we'd record a chapter we'd record a chapter we'd record a chapter and i would i would basically dictate to him what i thought um you know on the topic and he would sort of type it out into basically story form and then i would go through and i would edit that and change the words and and you know maybe add some more anecdotes that i thought of or take things out that didn't sound right even though i was explaining them um and help put it in my voice so he did a great job of capturing it kind of out of my mind putting it on paper and then sort of taking it and making it uh you know in into these chapters and then all of a sudden we started to get the chapters together and then you know we did do some some rearranging and some lego building as i like to call it we moved chapters around and you know chapters that i thought were going to be later in the book ended up being earlier and vice versa um and then in the middle there is kind of the story but he he talks about a great thing you know kind of the story arc that he does and you know, really engaging uh, the reader. And he, he really helped, you know, give a good start to that, engaging the reader, giving, you know, kind of this, this this point or this climax or this thing that happens, you know, like in a movie, the conflict um, and then the solution. So the book is really written in that manner, which I love his methodology. I love what he does. Um, he explains that story arc way better than I do. Um, but it was really a great process. And then once we got the book done in the manuscript, um, this all started kind of pre-COVID. So this all started right before, um, COVID happened. And then we kind of wrote the book during COVID and, and through that process. But um, I, I had the book, book's probably been done for about a year from the time I released it. I mean, I would say in its in its infancy. And then I had to go through and do edits. And um, we did something really cool. Eli put together a read where um, he got about five or six people and we got on a Zoom call for about four hours. And each person read a chapter out loud. Um, so I could see how it really sounded because when you read it in your own mind, I guess, cause it is kind of written in my voice and you hear it, it makes sense to me. But when you, when I heard the words coming out of other people's mouth, two things happened during that read. So we get, like I said, we got about five or six people on a zoom and each person read a chapter. And then afterwards as a group, they gave me feedback on the chapters. And the cool thing about that is, you know, I, it was twofold things that I thought made a lot of sense to me. I was like, Oh, that doesn't make sense. Maybe I need to rewrite that. And things that I were like, Holy shit. Like that sounds really good. <laughs> it was like something. I was like hearing someone else read it and not just me reading it. I was like, man, that sounds really good. It was amazing just to hear 
your words and, and your thoughts coming out of someone else's mouth. And it's almost like I got to hear the reader as if they were reading the book on their own, as crazy as that sounds. So it was really a neat experience uh, from that point. And then we did that. And then I went through and then um, uh, Melissa, who's done a lot of work with us on, on Top Score Writing, went through and edited the book. Um, and, and really, you know, then after the edits, uh, Topher on the Brandito's team, he designed the cover for me and the dad. And then I worked with uh, Jeremy. Um, uh, who built my website from Branditos. And then I worked with another Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Sutton, who did the publishing of the book for me um, online. Got it on, on you know, the uh, Amazon and he got it on, I mean, it's on a bunch of sites. It's on Amazon, it's on Target, it's on barnesandnoble.com. Like I just, uh, all these different places now the book is, is available and getting ordered from. It's it, it's very humbling. Um, but, you know, the the reason I, I, I think that, that I got, went slower than I think I probably should have was fear. Uh, first of all, I was a little scared to put the content out. And then the other reason is, you know, I, I didn't know how people would, you know, I think this kind of goes back with the fear, but I didn't, I didn't know, am I, am I putting out a good book even in a post COVID world? You know, uh, a lot of my experiences and a lot of the things I wrote about the book are my experiences early on, you know, even as a kid in high school and, and elementary and middle school, not being a good student, uh, experiences of, you know, early working in restaurants and then being a substitute teacher and then becoming, a, like I said, a librarian and then becoming a classroom teacher and then getting involved in the entrepreneurial world and, and going unknowingly going to work for a startup uh, that got invested in by a billionaire and, and flying on his private 747. I mean, all these stories are in there to, you know, uh, that whole thing falling apart and and uh, being with the former president of a country uh, in in his hot tub, <laughs> you know, discussing business. I mean, just I, there's stories upon stories in there. And then the startups I went to work on, like Pass the Notes and, uh, you know, and then we worked on, you know, uh, the Mags Group, how all that started and working with Lisa Cullum and Top Score Writing and how that relationship came about and all the great things we've been able to do and brand ethos uh, with Alicia and just all these things that evolved on this journey, which, you know, really it's sounds uh it's funny like i'm 41 now and i say it's really a story of a 20 probably a 20 it's old enough to drink my book <laughs> there's definitely things in here that have led me to drink but it's really the story of a 21 uh 21 year journey um but for me it seems like that right and and i think as you get older you know i look at my kids you know and, and my son being 14 um and he's got some milestones coming up with his confirmation and different things that are going on you look at time and you think man like 21 years if i told you it takes 21 years to figure it out um and you would have told me that 21 years ago i would say that's a long time but now looking back i'm like man that went really quick um and i believe me by no means i think i have it figured out and by no means did i write a book that has it figured out and do i think when you read this you will have it all figured out that is, let me give that disclaimer right now but i do think that there's a story told in here and, and i think there's a message of how how you can do things and, and learn from other people's mistakes my mistakes entrepreneurs that i've worked with mistakes things i've advice i've gotten things i've seen and more importantly i think we all grow and learn when we take someone else's story and make it our own and i don't mean that we we copy someone else's story and steal it what i mean by that is we take those lessons and say man how could that apply to my life how can I be better and how can I be great? And, and that's why I wrote a book. Um, and, you know, I really truly believe everyone should write a book um, for two reasons. Number one, it's not that hard nowadays, right? Um, I even got a text from someone that said, hey, congratulations on the book. And I'm like, thanks. And they're like, which publishing house, you know, did you publish with? And I'm like, Amazon. <laughs> I said, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I was humbled uh, by the fact that he thought I was even on that level. Uh, but, but I, you know, I said, no, I just published through Amazon. It's kind of a personal thing I want to do. I don't know. Maybe there'll be another book deal in my future. I highly doubt it. Uh, but anything's possible. But I think the idea of the book is 
it gets your story out there. And and I've always said this, if you're not telling your story, someone else is. Um, and I really believe that you need to, to kind of have that opportunity, right? And I think people, I'm, I'm really surprised too by the people that have bought the book. You know, you're always surprised by who bought it and who didn't buy it. Uh, you're surprised by who read it and who didn't read it. Um, you're surprised who gives you feedback and who doesn't give you feedback. I think it's, it's never what you expect. But I think the idea at the end of the day is um, social media, podcast, a book, um, these things are all pillars now of, of our personal brands. And if you don't have a personal brand on the internet, you know, when people want to get to know you, I mean, I don't, listen, I do this today. When I have a meeting before I get on, if it's someone I don't know, I Google them. I look at their LinkedIn. I look at their Facebook. I look at their Instagram. I want to know about them. I want to learn about them. It helps have a conversation. There's some icebreakers there, uh, as well as like, it's, it, it's kind of the reputation, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's, a lot of it's all on the internet now. And I think if you don't put that messaging out there and you don't tell those stories, um, you know, that's important, especially, you know, I don't have a common name, but there's other people with my name out there who are doing things that maybe I don't want on the internet. So I, I need to make sure my name's out there so people know, no, that's that's not Mike. This is Mike. Um, that's his brand. That's his message. So there's a lot of different reasons why I did this, um, but I really did it because I believe it's something important for all of us to tell. We all have a story to tell. We all have a lesson to teach. We all have something to give somebody. And I think a lot of people think, well, I don't have much to say. I don't have much to do. And listen, that's what I thought. And, and listen, this is by no way a thick book um, if you're watching the video. But if you're if you're listening, it, you know, it's it's right around about 130, 140 pages. Um, so it's by no way, way massive. But there's no way I could have thought in a million years I could have written a book uh, that many pages or I had that much to tell. Um, but you do. And I think a lot of us have lessons. It doesn't matter your industry. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or not. Um, you know, I really believe that every uh, person who's retired or, 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 or leaving the workforce or, or going into the next stages of life, I mean, you know, so many lessons learned, so many things to tell, so many things to leave. Um, it's just a legacy. I don't think this is the last book, all right. Um, and it's actually, ironically enough, not the first book that I'm in either. Um, it's my first book that I've, I've kind of mastered from start to finish um, and, and planned it out and hired who I wanted to and, and done what I wanted to. This all actually originated, um, I went to a, a actually a book launch party for someone that was in a book that I met online. And I met the guy that kind of organized these 12 authors and had them all write a chapter and publish a book. And he said he was going to do another book. And he invited me to be a part of that book. And man, I was just so, you know, green that I was like, oh man, that's super exciting. You know, I'm going to be a book. And, and he said he was, yeah, it's a thousand dollars to be in my book. I was like, oh, that sounds like a great deal. Paid him a thousand dollars, wrote a chapter. Um, and then the guy basically disappeared. But I take that back. He kind of disappeared. Um, and then he resurfaced again. And then I kind of got him, hey, I really want to get this published. Um, and I knew a few of the other authors, they were all kind of hunting him down. And a few of them asked for their money back. And I was like, no, man, I really want the book to be published. You got to finish what you started. So he published just my chapter. Um, in this book and then put like some workbook pages behind it. It's an absolute, uh, literally piece of crap, uh, but it's out there on the internet, but it's such a great lesson learned. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want that to be the only remnants and experience. I, I really want to write a book. I think it's something I want to do on my own. I um, mean, I'd love to be a part of a book like that because I think it's nice getting together with other people and telling stories. Um, it's a project I've always wanted to take on my own, but I just haven't had the time or bandwidth to do that. Um, and then another book I was part of, it's called Dad, The Best I Can. I was asked to... Uh, I think I wrote like a page in that book about just what it's like to be a father of four and the different things I do with my boys. And we talked about, uh, I talked about guy time blues in there. So I've been featured in books. I've been a part of books. I've written articles online. I've, I've done a lot of different things, but this is the first really book that's been published on my own. And it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm, I'm happy about it. I, I you know, and it, and it really has been a great experience. Um, it did take a long time. I think, you know, 
to me, writing a book is like remodeling your house <laughs> or putting a pool in. It always takes much longer than you expect. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, now it's done and, and, and just happy to have that, you know, and, and happy to have that experience. And it's funny, even when I'm out, um, you know, I was at the UM football game and you bump into somebody and they're like, hey, congrats on being an author. Congrats on writing the book. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. It's still it's still kind of weird to me because I feel like I, I really haven't done it, you know, like on, on some other people, like you said, that, that you know, like my buddy that texts me, you know, you know, I'm not with a publishing house. I didn't, you know, this isn't like a real book, but, but, you know, I guess it is. Um, and, and like I said, it's a humbling experience. Um, and if you're on the fence about doing it or you don't think you have something, I really encourage you to do it. Seek out a ghostwriter. Like I said, Eli was great, but you know, if you want to find somebody, um, you know, it doesn't matter. There's plenty, a lot of people out there doing that. I think finding a ghostwriter too, it's like any other relationship, any other business or personal relationship, find the right person, make sure you guys vibe well, make sure they understand your industry, make sure they understand what you're writing about. Uh, make sure you understand their process. You know, it is an investment, um, but I think it's worth the financial investment uh, to do it and do it right. Um, and, and, you know, really, it's it, it's just something that I think everybody should do. I have no regrets about it. Um, do I want to do another one? Not right now. In all honesty, um, I think I want to let this one marinate a little bit and, and see how it is. This is not like a tattoo, um, even though I don't have any tattoos. But I've heard uh, once you get your first tattoo, you want to get another one and then another one and then another one and then another one. Um, I'm good for now. I want to let this marinate and see what happens. And I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. Um, you know, Part of me wants to speak on this and share my entrepreneurial story and use the book as a, a catalyst for that and be on stages. Part of me maybe wants to create a course around it. I don't. I don't know. Um, but I really just wanted to be out there, you know, like I said, it's a personal thing to tell my story, but also to help people. You know, I, I think there's a lot of people getting into entrepreneurship because they think it, it, it looks exciting and, or maybe there's a lot of people that are scared of entrepreneurship. And I think this book either way will, will open your eyes and help you come somewhere in the middle. And that's really my goal is to take those people that are overly excited about entrepreneurship, think it's just all, you know, flowers and roses and Lamborghinis. And those people are like, man, entrepreneurship is too hard. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I can't do that. Um, like I said, I had no formal, I didn't go to school for business. I didn't, you know, I had no formal business training or anything like that. It's just all, you know, kind of, kind of learned a lot of these things. You know, my father, uh, did have a little bit of an entrepreneurial background, was involved in network marketing, um, eventually worked his way up and took over the company he was working for. So I had a, a lot of good examples from my father, but for the most part, no formal training. I don't have an MBA. Um, I, I, I don't have any letters behind my name that are that are business oriented. They're all education oriented. I have a master's degree in educational technology. I have a BA in psychology, um, but I was able to, to kind of, I, I think, up to this point, I have a somewhat successful entrepreneurial career, but there was some, there were some major highs, but there was also some major lows. Um, but it was getting through it and, and learning from the mistakes and learning from the highs and, you know, learning the financial things and accounting and all these other things that, that were really important to me. Um, and, and I shared some of those in here. So I hope uh, if you haven't picked up the book and you want to, MikeFakera.com, like I said, Jeremy on the Brand Ethos team did an amazing job on my website. Uh, you could buy the book there. You could search my name, Mike Fakera, on Amazon and you will see the book there. You also see the shitty one I was talking about. Uh, it's called Hustle Habits for Entrepreneurs. That's the crappy one. If you want to pick that up, I don't get any money for it. I don't know that guy set it up who knows where it is um but if you want to pick that one up too but mike Fikera, like socks on a rooster um you could find it there or you could search uh mike Fikera.com or you can search mike Fikera on amazon so uh so this is episode 150 wanted to share a milestone of you know writing my own book and that story and and like i said i hope uh 
Hope maybe it motivated you to go out and write your own book or tell your story. Or more importantly, uh, you know, go pick up a book from an entrepreneur maybe you never heard of. Whether it's me or someone else, I think there's lessons to be learned. We all know the uh, how to win friends and influence people. We all know the the big books that are out there, the core ones you should read, right? Um, the, the ones that are the the you know rich dad poor dad, and you know there, there's all the um, you know milestone or, or or flagship, if you will, entrepreneur books. Uh, that that everyone should read, and I recommend those. But also go read some of these independent authors. Like I said, not just me, um, but there's a lot of people out there writing about their entrepreneurial journeys that are kind of like basically in the weeds right now or in the dirt or in that mid-tier level. And there's a lot of lessons to be learned. I think some of the other books that are out there, um, you know, the, the E-Myth and all those other ones are, are very high level. And, and yes, they're good. Uh, but if you want the foundations, look for a smaller entrepreneur who wrote a book, support them, uh, read that, see how you can help them and go from there. So appreciate you tuning into this episode. Like I said, for more about me, MikeFigueroa.com, check out the brand new website. For more great episodes like this, visit thestartdown.com, which is now hosted on MikeFigueroa.com, so you'll see it there as well. Um, or we can be found anywhere podcasts are played, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google. We are everywhere. Thanks to Ryan, uh, everyone on the team, and, and really, uh, especially when it comes to the book, you know, got to th- thank the entire Brand Ethos team. Got to thank Alicia, uh, Annalise, uh, Ace, uh, Jeremy on the website, Ryan, Anthony. I mean, everybody has just been such a huge inspiration, huge help. Uh, shout out to Lisa from Top Score Writing as well for all, all her help uh, with the stories and the different things and, and lending me some of the team to help on the editing process. Topher on the design of the cover. Uh, my dad for being the inspiration for the title. And like I said, I could probably go on and on, but no one wants to listen to a podcast to hear me thank people. So uh, you've probably stopped listening. And if you are listening, because you're like, hey, why didn't I get thanked? Well, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Sorry for leaving you out. Text me and yell at me. What do you want me to tell you? All right. So I will see you on the next episode. Like I said, MikeFair.com, Start.com for more great episodes like this. Uh, Appreciate you all. And I will see you on the next episode.